Hey everyone, and welcome to Big Mad True Crime, where we get big mad over true crime. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and today's mini-sode is out of the Bronx, New York. Small talk sucks, so let's dive in. Growing up, Carl Jackson was every mother's dream. He was smart, he was kind, and he was responsible. Carl turned 21 in late 1998, but unlike most kids his age who celebrate their 21st birthday by getting Slammer House drunk on cheap liquor, his classmate Jamel wrote on Street Sense Media that Carl spent his birthday evening at Red Lobster with his mother. That's the kind of guy he was. He had strong family values, which were not only clear with his family life, but also in his personal life. When it came to settling down, Carl wasn't hesitant at all. He met and fell in love with a beautiful single mother named Darlene, who was a little bit older than him. According to the New York Times, she had a nine-year-old son, and Carl didn't bat an eye when it came to being a positive male figure in his life. The New York Times reports that Carl had never been a fan of Halloween in the same sense that a lot of people aren't a fan of New Year's Eve. It's dark, people are drinking, and that combination just wasn't worth the risk for him, so he never really participated. That being said, he wasn't going to stop his girlfriend's son from enjoying the childhood fun of costumes and candy. So, on October 1st, 1998, Carl and Darlene dropped off her son at a party for kids. The New York Times doesn't specify that it was a Halloween party, but the likelihood here is strong. The party went on throughout the evening and into the night, and around 11 p.m., Carl and Darlene headed back to the party and picked up her son. With the three of them in the car, they were ready to drive off when some teenagers rolled up and pulled the old age prank of egging Darlene's car, which is honestly a waste of like $2 and perfectly good butt nuggets, but that's not why we're here. Naturally, Carl was annoyed and got out of the passenger seat and confronted the kids who had thrown the eggs. Some sources say that Carl asked the teens to stop. The New York Times reported that an argument ensued, but either way, there was some type of confrontation. That's all it seemed to be, though. Carl was pissed, teens were being teens, and in the end, Carl got back into the car and he and his girlfriend and her nine-year-old son drove off. In most situations, this would have been the end of the story, something you go home and vent to your friends about and tell your kids not to do in the future, but that's not what happened here. One of the boys who egged Darlene's car didn't feel like the argument was over. The teen followed Darlene's car, trying to catch up with the three of them, and a few blocks down the road, he did. Before anyone had any time to react, the teen pulled out a gun and fired a single shot into Darlene's car. The bullet missed Darlene and it missed her son, but it didn't miss Carl. That single bullet fired into the vehicle struck Carl in the head. In 1998, cell phones weren't exactly a thing unless you were a rich parent on Saved by the Bell. They looked more like portable home phones with huge antennas than cell phones. And neither Carl nor Darlene had one. If there was an emergency, you were going to have to find a house, a store, or a payphone. Thankfully, though, according to the Less Than Dead podcast, Darlene spotted an ambulance coming down the road. She was able to flag them down and get Carl transported to Jacoby Medical Center, but as hard as they tried, they couldn't save Carl. There was now a murderer on the loose, and according to Bronx Tales, the NYPD unleashed an all-out manhunt to figure out who killed Carl Jackson, and it wasn't long before they got an anonymous tip. 
To this day, no one knows who submitted it, but the tip led police to a 17-year-old named Curtis. NYPD put together a sting operation, and I kid you not, Curtis was arrested trying to sell a gun to an undercover police officer. And according to Bronx Tales, it wasn't just any gun. It was the gun used to kill Carl. Curtis was immediately taken into custody and charged with murder. In time, he was found guilty and sentenced to 20 years in prison. Every year on the anniversary of Carl's death, the New York Times reports that his family spends it at the cemetery. They leave stones with painted messages on Carl's grave. There was one more tradition, though. Every single year that Curtis was in jail, a Halloween card would show up. It was from Carl's mom and simply read, I'm glad you're still there. 